Welcome and thanks for tuning in. While you listen to this podcast and think about the topics that we'll explore, remember, the areas you're moving into are always most important. Plan well and move to protect others and yourself. That's how you deliver flawless service and move America safely. So enjoy life and enjoy this podcast. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate the mission to remember the fallen, honor those that serve and their families, and teach the next generation the value of freedom. Thank you to all the volunteers here today for taking time to remember and honor our veterans. This year, across the country, at 4,218 participating locations like this one, There are millions of Americans gathered safely as one nation to remember, honor, and teach. We're all proud to be Americans that live in a free society made up of many people from many walks of life. The freedoms we enjoy today have not come without a price. Lying here before us and in cemeteries throughout this nation are men and women who gave their lives so that we can live in freedom and without fear. We can worship as we see fit. We can raise our children to believe as we do. We are free to vote for the leaders of our choosing. And we have the right to succeed, and we have the right to fail at whatever endeavor we wish to pursue. The United States of America was founded on the ideals of freedom, justice, and equality. Our nation stands as a shining beacon of liberty and freedom to the world. We thank those who gave their lives to keep us free, and we shall not forget you. We shall remember. Today, more than ever, we reflect on our nation's veterans and active duty service members who have and continue to fight to protect the innocent and oppressed. This nation has always been the first to stand up for freedom of people from around the world. Many of you here today have answered that call and served your country well. For this, we say thank you, and we are honored to know you. There are many men and women serving today in all branches of the military, here at home and in places far away, that most of us have never heard of. These men and women are part of the best trained, best equipped force in the world. We honor them and their families for the sacrifices they make each day to keep our country safe from terrorism, hatred, and injustice. I encourage all of you to teach your children and grandchildren about the things that make America both good and great. In closing, I'd like to quote a few lines from President Abraham Lincoln's 1863 Gettysburg Address. It is rather for us, the living, to be dedicated to the great task remaining before us, that from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last measure of devotion that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that our nation shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from the earth. Thank you.
That was Tim Norlin, who's here with me now, and Tammy Nee speaking at Hillside Cemetery in Marshfield, Wisconsin, at a recent Reese Across America event. If people want to see the video, they can go to our YouTube channel. You'll right. find it there, mm-hmm. recent upload. The video matched very nicely with the event itself, I thought. The event was great, and then I got to record it, and then the video turned out great, too. Yeah, it was really good. Really, really good job on that, Travis. Yeah, good presentation on your part. And you. uh, your co-host of that event, who was? Uh, the commander of the American Legion Post 54 here in Marshfield, Tammy Neve. She did an outstanding job, and big uh, shout-out and thank you to the Post for their honor guard and their participation in the event. Yeah, and everybody at rail. And everybody at rail that showed up, yeah. yeah. From our driver, Michael Pershala, to uh, all the volunteers that helped uh, distribute wreaths, direct traffic, and uh, block off roadways and provide guidance to people that were there for the event. And Justin Clute, instrument. Who was the other instrument player? So Justin Clute uh, surprised us. Uh, he's He plays the trumpet and, and played taps, but what he didn't tell us is that his son also plays trumpet, and they like to pull that surprise when they go to military funerals because it's so moving. And his son was on the opposite side of the cemetery and was echoing taps as Justin was playing it. Pretty neat, pretty neat deal. I wanted to turn and look, but I couldn't because we were in the middle of the ceremony. But I know a lot of people cause their heads to uh, turn and find out where that other trumpet was. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And I got a little bit of that in the video at the end when people watch that. You I did. A little bit of that. Touch that a little bit of everything in there. Yeah. Speaking of military mm-hmm. and veterans, who's our guest today? Our guest is a military veteran. It's Adrian Wheeler. How you doing, Adrian? I'm doing well. Thank you, Travis. Yeah. Tim, appreciate the invite. Yeah. Um, just listening to you guys talk about the Reeves uh, across America and TAPS, it's moving. Yeah, watch the video. It'll really choke you up. Yeah, so it, it all so came together so nice. Great. Yes, it did. It, it really did. As a veteran, it's very appreciative. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I mean, we appreciate what you guys do. So that's like the least we could do, right? That's right. That's Put absolutely our correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. let's jump into this. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk. Let's talk pre-trip and how pre-trip is important for drivers to do all the time, every time. It is. You know, I mean, it starts every day. Drivers doing a thorough pre-trip. You know, making sure that their equipment is roadworthy. Um, we're not asking the drivers to be mechanics, you know, uh, but they are taught, you know, from the very beginning, you know, through our GYCDL program, proprietary schools, things of that nature, as to what to inspect on equipment to make sure it's roadworthy. You know, tires, depth of tires, you know, the tread, um, brakes, you know, um, air pressure, you know, lights things of that nature so that, you know, uh, if any of those um, things go out or become deficient in route um, and break down could be, you know, detrimental, you know, could cause an accident, could cause people to get, you know, in harm's way, things of that nature. So um, it does, you know, um, kind of reflect our ISS numbers as well, okay? I um, actually, knowing that we we're doing the podcast, I looked it up. Our ISS numbers right now, which it stands for Inspection Selection System, okay, we're at a 25, which is absolutely fantastic. You know, um, really good numbers. It's been you know low for a while now, um, which is complimentary of the drivers doing the right 
you know, the right thing out there. As long as I can remember, we've had low ISS scores. We really have. Rail's got a a great reputation in the industry for being one of the safest carriers out there. I mean, you don't win the ATA President's Award by skipping safety functions like like pre-trip inspections. I mean, that's that's critical to how we operate. We have a, a group of drivers that have been with us for years and years and years and have been here every year that we've won that award. And I, I think of the one driver that's been here pushing 40 years now um, and working on his six millionth mile of safe driving. But it's those kinds of drivers that, that really built the foundation of this. When you drive for us, you have to meet a stringent criteria, you know, which is Tim's group processes that. And if you don't meet that criteria, you don't get an invite, you know. But once you come on here, then our expectation is here is our level of expectation, and this is what we want you to maintain. And our drivers know that, um, you know. So it, it's funny when I talk to them, especially face to face, and I, I do make that comment. I said, "Well, you stepped up to rail," and they look at me for a second, and I explain what I'm talking about, and then you see that sense of pride goes, "Yeah, I did," you know. Because I said, we didn't force you. You applied to us, you know. So that means you want something more out of your career. You know, you want a team behind you to support you in everything that we're doing out there, you know. And they get that support from day one of contacting, you know, the, you know, Tim's group all the way through the process to getting on board, to going through the medical, the orientation, GYCDL, experience hire, um, all the way out to getting their own trucks, to working through our phase training, and then becoming solo drivers, and then, you know, stepping up and want to be that next leader. So then they, you know, they start talking about trainer foundations, and that expectation is even higher. You know, so, you know, um, it is really good to see drivers transition into accepting driving for rail because our standards are really, really high. Adrian, I know you and I both worked at at other trucking companies and, uh, you know, uh, we both knew of rail before we came here. But, uh, you know, it's it's refreshing to to be at a company where when you interact with other companies, their impression of rail is so high. In fact, uh, Monday I was talking to a driver at uh, a funeral and he drives for another carrier and he says, you know, rail drivers are probably the most professional drivers I've I've ever dealt with. He says, I never have an issue with a rail driver. They're courteous, they're polite, they're professional, they're safety focused. He said, uh, I wish more carriers could be like the drivers at rail. And I, I thought that was a huge compliment. To, to receive. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you are right. You know, we both come from other trucking backgrounds. Um, and rail doesn't just talk about it. Rail preaches it. Rail lives it. And, I mean, it's from the corner office from Rick on down, you know, um, into the support that, you know, we're allowed to give the drivers. There's no shortcut in anything that we do. You know, there's no, well, we can't do that safety program because we can't afford to do it, or we can't do that because it takes too much time. Is what do you need? You know, and it's the drivers when we ask them, what do you need from us to be successful? Because that's, we want you to be successful. 
And that's the cool thing. And, you know, I mean, I was looking at it because our, our CSA numbers got posted as well. Um, and our unsafe driving basic right now is it's 20, 20%, which is absolutely phenomenal. You know, we we are having a, a good year with, you know, our basics. I will say our hours of service are up, you know. I mean, they've, they've come down, but they're still a little high. Um, and when uh, we talk ISS, high is not good, just so people out there know. Right. The higher the number, the, the more inspections. The more right. inspections. The more they look at this it is, under the microscope. Is, I was, always had a saying for your CSA number or your ISS number. Try to be a zero. It's the only place that you want, other than golf, a low score. Yeah. You know, is if you're out there and you're being a zero, that means you're not getting pulled over. Your truck presentation going down the road is dress right dress because it looks good. We got good equipment here. We got sound equipment here. Phil's maintenance crew does a fantastic job. And breakdown support, Chris Anderson. Chris Anderson's group, you know, and getting all the support that the drivers need when they need it. It's never a call back, I'm busy, something of that nature. And we're always here to help, right? 24-7? Right. Yes, 24-7, even on holidays. (laughs) You know, we got a huge holiday coming up. Our business doesn't stop. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's fun on the recruiting side for us to be able to say we measure downtime in minutes or hours, not days like other carriers. And I, I can I can tell story, tell you stories that other carriers about drivers that sat for two, three, four days. Well, we're led by a driver. So he yep. knows like what we need to do. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So continue with uh, the, the ISS. Oh, yeah. I mean, our like, hold on one second. Sorry to drag you off of that. <laughs> uh, no, 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 that's okay. You know, as I said, our, our hours of service, you know, we're at 40%, you know, with our hours of service this particular month for, you know, CSA. We need to tighten up on that. What, and, can, what can drivers do to help us reduce that score? Um, some of the issues that we're seeing, unfortunately, um, is drivers don't know how to transfer their logs. You know, they're, they're, they're ELDs, they, they're having difficulty transferring it to the roadside officer, okay? We have, you know, there's three places, you know, that a driver can use to go back for a cheat sheet or the instructions, right? They have it in their permit book as a hard copy. They have it in their phone. In fact, I, I work with John Poppy to get it on the first two tabs. And you're talking MyRail app. The, yes, yeah. the MyRail app. That's company made. A company-made app for for our driving teammates. Right. And the first two on the opening page is ELD support, right? Um, So they can go straight through it, and it'll explain that. And then it's also in the PC. Okay? So they always have it. And then compliance. And in the PC, it's in the uh, library. Yes, it is. It's in the library. Okay? Um, And we have people here to be able to walk them through and help them with. So call in. If you need help. Yeah. That's right. what we're here for, really, to support drivers, right? Yeah. Is you know, I mean, and the compliance crew is is probably one of the best compliance crews in the industry that we have here. And I'm not just talking about compliance in the safety department. I'm talking about compliance with the fleet managers because they're also safety people. You know, because we're operationally based safety, which is fantastic. You know, so, you know, I have 100 plus safety supervisors out there all coaching for that driver to be successful, whether it's hours of service, whether it's, you know, management of speed, 
management of, you know. Um, following distance. Okay, we'll get to following distance, following distance, right? Um, you know, which following distance is probably our number one coaching event out there. Okay. Um, and overall, we're doing a great job with following distance. The only thing I can ask the drivers on the following distance is react quicker. We know vehicles cut you off. I'll be the first one to raise my hand to say, yes, we did see that. But you're not reacting. Just come off the power. You'll see the vehicle move ahead, get back, roll your ankle, get back in the accelerator, and move on, and it's a non-event. But drivers, you know, they, they, they sometimes forget about that being proactive to get their following distance back, you know. Um, and, again, that can reduce frustration, reduce the risk, you know. Um, they're not going to get to the customer, the truck stop, fuel out any anytime faster by following quicker you know and if they do get there faster if if all the lights are green and everything's clear uh they're increasing the risk by not giving themselves enough space to 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 stop if they need to stop correct correct you know uh so i said a, a few tweaks of the hours of service you know and we'll see that definitely come down you know um you know, uh, we are starting to get more drivers into our split logging program, okay, which also helps drivers with appointment times, different times of when to run instead of saying, hey, I got to go through Chicago at four o'clock in the afternoon. Well, I'm going to kind of take my time and rest at the truck stop north of Chicago for a couple hours, you know, thus I'm stopping my time wait for traffic to die down, then I get to start it back up again and still go, you know, just as far and have my hour. So, you know, uh, Carissa and the team are starting to get more and more drivers um, involved in our split sleeper birth. There is a process to get approved for our split sleeper birth program. Um, and Carissa is constantly looking at that and everything. So drivers, if, if you are interested, reach out, talk to Travis and or Carissa. Opelt. Travis Opelt, you know, um, and, you know, just, just ask about the split sleeper birth program. So, like I said, there's different ways to manipulate it and to work it in your favor and within the law, you know. And as I said, the compliance team is very knowledgeable in helping them uh, get to that point. It's going to optimize the driver's productivity. Yes. Correct. Correct. That is, that's the best word. It's going to give the driver the ability to optimize himself or herself to the fullest, you know, and then they have the ability to choose when and where and how they actually put it in, into place. And this is like one of those things, it's the driver's choice on how successful they want to be, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you got to choose to do those things, those mm -hmm. advanced things that are going to make you better. And we have drivers that push, you know, we have drivers that, that say, hey, I want this ability to be able to do that. You know, we don't just give the split sleeper birth to a driver. You know, if a driver is having multiple hours of service problems, we work, we try to work with the driver to get those hours of service issues reduced. At that point, when they get reduced and they have a better hold on their hours of service, understanding of the hours of service, then we'll bring in them up to speed with a the split. 
You know, if somebody's having problems with their 11, they're 14, they're 70, you know, um, I'm not going to give them the complicated split sleeper birth to try to figure out if they're having trouble with the basic. Step by step. Right. The simplicity of hours of service. Because when you start using, you know, split sleeper birth is easy to use, but it is also very easy to mess it up too. And you can get yourself out of sequence with it. And the only way to get out of split sleeper birth is to take a full 10 hour rest period. You know, so that's one of the reasons why it's a selective process to get put into the split sleeper program. Yeah. So just master, master those basics and then push the boundaries, right? And get better. And yeah. That's how you optimize your pay and, and help rail. I don't know. Push the boundaries is the right word as much as uh, utilize the tools at your disposal. I like that yeah. one a whole lot better too. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I do like that. You know, oh, I, see, I, I see all like ad, advanced learning as boundary pushing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What else, Adrian? What else would be good to talk about? Um, safety related. Well, just to finish off the CSA stuff, uh, our driver fitness. Um, we're right now at a six percent threshold on that was 80 percent so driver fitness is driver's license you know um making sure you have eyeglasses you know making sure um med card it's the med card but it's also making sure if you have on your license you need hearing aids right having a spare hearing aid but also battery having the batteries for the hearing spare batteries (laughs) right and the batteries in them right. right i have unfortunately in this last 12 months we've had two you know, violations in that with hearing aids, you know, and I mean, you read it and you're just like, you know, it's sometimes it's a frustrating, you know, because drivers, you know, I meant to stop and get them. You got to do it. You, Those batteries you, go out. You, yeah. you got to do it. forever. Yeah. You know, yeah, you got to do it. Besides the fact you're going down the road and you can't hear, yeah. you know, um, that type of thing. You know, um, but yeah, we're, we're doing fairly well on our, our CSA and our ISS here coming, you know, in the last quarter, um, which is really nice. Uh, we just want to continue to push that success going into the new year, um, because believe it or not, our customers actually look at our CSA scores. Absolutely, they do. You know, that's part of a big review process when, you know, when... A new customer is looking at rail to start hauling product or to get additional freight lines. You know, one of the first things they do is they go to our CSA scores, our ISS number, you know, and say, okay, that is the carrier that we want hauling our freight, that four-time President's Award company, you know, that, that company with the low scores, you know. That way they have confidence in us and and we then bring confidence, you know, with rail. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. So, Adrian, I know you've been here at rail almost as long as I have for just a few months. You started a few months after me. And we're at seven years. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah. Um, And I know our drivers think the world of you, you relate to the drivers. Why is it that you relate to the drivers so well? Why don't you tell... Tell folks a little bit about what, what you've done in your past. Uh, well, I guess one of the easiest ways of, you know, uh, answering that question, Tim, is I myself, like Rick, like Everett, um, have miles underneath my belt. 
it's like, you know, uh, you guys started off with the laying wreaths across the country, right? Mm -hmm. The brotherhood of the military, right? It's the brotherhood of, of trucking. I love what I do here because I like to help drivers. Breaking a coaching event down with a video, you know, is looking at the video and just explaining what it is. And I was like, we're not inventive. We're watching a video. You and I are seeing the same thing over and over again. And it's adding in, you know, the other stuff that comes with, you know, my knowledge is, you know, okay, you got to go through perception. You remember hearing that in the railway, you know, when it comes to why we have seven seconds of following distance. What is perception? What is reaction? What is brake lag time? Okay, we've done all that, but so let's take that into this video, you know, and take two and a quarter seconds right off the top of the video, you know, so one, two, you know, there it is. We've taken it off. Now, look at your speed. You're still doing 60 miles an hour. So what we just talked about is true because we go to the next second. Now you're down to 58 miles an hour. Now you see how that, you know, and they're, they look at it and they truly then start to understand why following distance is important you know same thing with when they're doing right turns or left turns i know what jason's group over there the instructors are teaching them but when we have that forward and in you know forward camera and inside camera is you know let's look at it you look one time and then you don't look in your mirror again you know and you're trying to get around the turn slow down in this industry Fast is slow and slow is fast. Well, you keep moving if you go slow and you're able to stop so you don't collide with something. And that's what I truly love is we don't just preach safety. You know, it is what we truly believe here. And when you talk to other carriers, carriers will, will say, safety is our number one priority. Um, well, priorities change over time, right? Rail doesn't say safety is our priority. Rail says safety is our cornerstone value. And if everybody remembers uh, the railway and when we talked about that, a value is a belief without compromise. You don't compromise. And that's what I, I preach to our recruiters is we never compromise on safety. Safety is what safety is. Um, and I, I think that's so important. And that comes from Rick Rail and Everett right on down through Adrian, through John, through the, the, the entire organization. And, you know, we empower our drivers for safety as well. Road conditions get bad, you're in control of that vehicle. You make the decision whether you should pull over and park or not. You know, it's not up to us to tell you go or no go. But it is up to them to tell us their decision so we can Correct. let the customer know. Oh, absolutely. And that, that's the big thing is the communication, you know, uh, is to communicate uh, that was shut down. And a lot of times those customers are, of ours are having difficulty getting to work anyways. You know, so they understand. Say, yeah, I'm stuck behind this snowplow. So I understand you're not going to be there this morning. Let's see about how this afternoon goes. You know, so it's all about communication. And, you know, the drivers are empowered to make that decision. You know, we've also empowered fleet managers to have those conversations with the drivers to say, hey, I see you're in Effingham, Illinois today. Well, you're getting, you're fixing to get hit with a snowstorm. Why don't you just hang tight for a couple hours? Let's see what it does. You know, because it's coming in from the west and you're going west. You're going into it. 
So let's hang tight, you know. Um, and that's, you know, and that's all of us working together as a team. And that's what I like about rail is Tim's group communicates with us. We communicate with Tim. He communicates with the instructor group. You know, the, he gets feedback from the FOMs and the OMs. And, you know, I would say our percentage is very, very high in success mm-hmm. with doing it that way. And the thing about it is, is the ownership group has allowed us to do it that way has empowered us to do it that way. You know, um, you guys figure it out, and then I trust you to make those decisions. And they're all, they've been, you know, I'd say we're in a high 99.9 percentile. Absolutely. You know, of yep. doing it right. Yep. Well, it's that truth. You can recognize it, right? That truth of the safe seven, the railway. It, we can, can tell really it. quick um, whether whether you know someone's going to fit in with the organization and is going to adopt safety as their cornerstone value. Um, and like Adrian said, ninety nine point nine percent of the time we make the right decision, but there's that one tenth of a percent where we'll get uh, you know a, a, an experienced driver that came from another carrier with a lot of bad habits sitting in the railway and dozes off or ignores what's being said or when when confronted says oh, i know all this stuff anyway those those are the folks that just don't fit the mold and, and don't work out here um anytime you think you know it all that's that's a recipe for disaster so our success really does boil down to our drivers yeah you know doing it the right way and our scores support that our accidents, you know, I mean, I'm not saying we don't have them. We do, you know. Um, if we be a little bit more attentive, you know, we get out and look, put boots on the ground when we're going to back up to validate. Don't back up in traffic. Don't take your truck off hard surfaces, you know. Don't go down country roads, you know. Um, if you're lost, raise your hand and say, I'm lost, you know. Don't go on a walkabout and keep driving. And Find you know, a safe place to pull over and call <laughs> for help. Gonna, I hope you're going to come out yeah. the other side of the woods. You know, cause yeah. We've had a couple of mm-hmm. you know drivers go off on dirt trails that we're watching, and I'm going, oh, my God, you know, how do you get your truck down there? Better yet, if you got stuck, which thankfully they didn't, how would I get help to you? Mm-hmm. You know, can't get a record down there. Sure as heck, you know, D9 dozer, probably about the only thing I can get down there and pull you out backwards. You know, so drivers know how to do it right. That's all we're asking them to do. Nothing extra. Just do what you know to do right. And they'll learn all that here at Rail. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm talking about the drivers that are here in the podcast now that are out there. Yep. Guys, do it right. And you'll have success beyond the belief, you know, just, you know, do what you know, do what you taught, because I've been using a lot lately is trucking 101 hasn't changed from today, 2023, to when I got involved in trucking in 1980. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it hasn't. The basics of trucking is still the same. And it's built on success. And don't be embarrassed or think someone's going to think less of you if you do call in and say, hey, I need some help. In fact, we will think better of you for taking the time to call in and say, I need help. 
we're here to help. All of us that don't drive are here to help those that do drive. Oh, yeah. And this is not the business to assume things. No. At least from the from a driving, moving that big equipment and with all the freight and everything. Yeah. Right. And I mean, look, look, look at, I'm going to go back to Saturday with the Reese Across America event. We, we took a, a tractor with a sleeper cab and a 53-foot drive-in trailer into a cemetery. How many of you want to drive in a cemetery? Those roads are narrow. There's tombstones everywhere. God forbid you hit something. The driver that we did it is a very, very experienced driver, and still he had spotters to help him all the way into that cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's like that driver out there in the middle of Chicago that thinks they can back up. It's get on the phone and call for police, fleet management, get support, right? Yeah. As I tell them all the time, on the back of the police officer's car, it says protect and serve. Mm-hmm. We want them to protect and serve you. Call them. Well, and by protecting and serving that driver in that situation, they're protecting their city. Yeah, and police would much rather lend assistance than fill out reports later. Right. Yeah. Anything else, Adrian, on this safety topic? No, it just, you know, uh, like I said, we're coming to the end of the year. Um, For a lot of us, winter has been a little dormant. Mild. I guess I, I want to use the word dormant. I think the yeah. grass is still green out there. Yeah. In some places it is, but it, it's, it has definitely been dormant. doesn't mean that it's, it's not going to rear its ugly head. I think it will come the new year. Um, you know, it's just given us a false sense of, you know, hey, this is mild. But um, now those on the East Coast, Buffalo, Upper New York, you know, things of that nature, they've gotten winter out, you know, you know, big time out there. But prepare. Do your trip plan, work your plan, communicate, look at the weather, do all those things, you know. Um, and if you feel unsafe, if that your gut feels unsafe, the hair on the back of your, your neck, your arms starts tingling, find a place to park. Get off the road. Don't be that trucker that says, well, I can get three more truck stops down the road because you'll never make it. You need some patience, right? Yeah. You know, live to drive another day. That's what I'm looking for is just, you know, and you, you, if you're out on the highway doing 20, 25 miles an hour because you're battling snow and ice, look at how much you're making versus what the risk is versus park, let it clear up, get back out there, and then get back up to speed as you're supposed to with clear roads and safe roads versus 20 miles an hour you know the risk factor is just too high and you know if you're driving for the money figure the money out how much you making at 20 miles an hour versus being at 65 miles an hour you know that type of thing so always operate very safely and we're here to support you that's the big thing and the sun will come back out yes absolutely yes you live to make another dollar versus you get out there, you jackknife, you go in a ditch, you get hurt, you slip, you fall, all those things. Unfortunately, your ability to make money at that particular time has come to a stop. You know, um, and then God forbid we should hurt somebody. 
Nobody wants to intentionally hurt somebody. That's why accident is defined as an unplanned event. Let's take that into consideration and just make a good plan. And if you want to talk about it, talk to your fleet manager. You know? And you could reduce the chance of having an unplanned event by following the safe seven, right? Yes. Following the safe seven. Yeah. And guys, if if you want to, I've always had an open door. You know, if you want to call and talk, call and talk. I love talking to drivers. I love listening to plans. I love thinking of how drivers are thinking about doing the trips and going across the country and, you know, and things of that nature. And, you know, when it's all said and done, it's like, hey, we got a great plan. Let's go forward. Have fun. Talk to you later. You know, drivers are starting to do that more. Fleet managers starting to do that more. It's very exciting, you know, working for rail because there's there's so much, you know, connectivity between everybody we work as a team and we provide the toolkit to let people work independently sure so we can each do you know what we're responsible to do without having to worry about all this other stuff right we can focus more on those things that we individually are responsible for what do you like to do when you're not working um in the past um i said when i first got up here because i came from texas um, so I got to play golf 24-7 in Texas. You know, when I came up here, <laughs> don't ask me why I moved up here in the wintertime, but I... I <laughs> yeah, I, you did. <laughs> I, I got settled in, in the house right before Thanksgiving. Um, and I want to say, Tim, didn't we start curling right after the new year? We we actually started curling. Uh, Adrian and I hooked up and we were driving around the sportsman's club was having a, an open house before deer season and all the deer processors were there giving out samples of their sausages and things. And we're driving back into town. We saw this sign that said, learn to curl. And we looked at each other and said, well, let's go find out what this is all about. And we walked into the curling club and the next thing we know, Adrian and I are on a curling team. I'd never been on the ice before throwing uh, these curling stones and uh, yeah. We did that for a couple of years, actually. Uh, Adrian and I uh, started a, a rail team. We had others from rail that were on the team, and we curled for a couple of years. Did you grow up in winter weather? I grew These up. I grew up in up I, eastern Iowa, so yeah, I had plenty of weather, winter weather. Yeah, uh, a little familiar. Yeah. yeah. So you know, now you know, um, I'm gonna get back into skiing here come the new year because uh, I've I've always loved skiing. I've skied my entire life, and um, and then in the summertime, my wife and I, we've gotten into um, trailing, side-by-sides. ATVs. ATVs, okay. four-wheelers. UTVs, that actually, yeah. You know, um, Wisconsin is a huge state. And being, you know, kind of in Marshville, the center of Wisconsin, you know, um, we bought a fifth-wheel camper. You know, we're at a local site. And from that site, you can basically go anywhere in Wisconsin, all, almost all the way straight up to the UP without ever having to hit a roadway. Um, and, you know, so almost every weekend, you know, during the season, we're, you know, running the trails, you know, going to the different taverns. And, you know, uh, you know it's a small community city out there. So, you know, we link up. And, in fact, um, we have friends throughout the year. And so far, we just did our first um, house party. You know, we had um, six couples in my house. 
from Friday night until Sunday. Uh, and all of us were, you know, were neighbors out there at the campsite. We all trailed together. And then next month, we're going to another family that lives out in La Crosse. We're going to go to their house. So it's a friendship that gets, you know, that perpetuates throughout the year. We've gotten into that uh, quite a bit. And, um, you know, have a boat, go fishing, you know, things of that nature. Uh, but He still golfs, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I golf, but not as much. I mean, I was a golf fanatic. I mean, we lived on the golf course. So, you know, I mean, I still have my own golf cart at home, which I take out to the campsite. But, um, you know, I was golfing seven days a week, you know, three times on the weekend, you know, per day, you know. Um, but now being that, you know, the golf courses up here shut down, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, due to the weather, you know, I had to find other activities. Do you putt at home? Like, do you have a little putter, you know? Oh, the whole downstairs is carpeted. And it's, it's kind of like AstroTurf down there. Um, so, you know, I have different cups set up, you know, throughout the, the basement. We got a very large basement. So keep up with the putting, you know. And then, you know, we have several acres, so I can set up a tee right outside and hit off into the, the back, you know, to keep up with the hitting and driving during the wintertime. Yeah. All that stuff that a successful career provides, right? Yes. Yes. That's right. It all started, you know, I mean, after the military, you know, um, it was funny because I was actually healing from, from getting wounded. I was actually healing up while I got into trucking. I was still in the military on temporary, you know, um, you know, medical retirement, still healing up and was getting into trucking, you know. And so that transition was fairly easy. And then just moved and been in trucking ever since, you know, and trucking does, you know, allow me to put all three of my kids through school, you know, um, put a roof over their heads, you know, between Penny and myself. Now we have five children, blended family, and we have 14 grandchildren. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Good times when you guys all gather. Big times when we, <laughs> when we when we all gather. It's you know um, we have a couple of them that come up you know pretty consistently throughout the year, uh, which is fun. Um, and since we started trailing heavily this last year, we're gonna have several of them come up during the you know spring and summertime because they want to get into that as well. We call that mosquito season in Wisconsin. Sure. Oh, you gotta wear yeah. your mosquito suit. <laughs> and it, it's, I guess because I went to Panama and got all the shots for being in the South, it's... I'm the only person at the campsite the mosquitoes don't attack. They don't even bite me. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. You know, so everybody else is, you know, I'm just sitting there just enjoying it. I'm going to get those shots. <laughs> He's got off running through his veins. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, I got something, but it's, it's funny because I don't get, yeah. you know, attacked by them. That's awesome. Yeah, they are rather yeah. annoying. Well, Adrian, I know I can speak for uh, yeah. everybody at Rail when we say we're we're pleased to have you on on board. You've been here seven years, and uh, I know you've got the driver's best interests at heart, and uh, you're always there to to assist and mentor and uh, work with the drivers. And we really appreciate that, and hopefully our driving teammates appreciate that too. Yeah. I appreciate that, Tim. I really do. Is uh, I love Rail, and you know what we stand for, and what our drivers stand for. That is a great place to end this. It is. Yes. It is. Fantastic. Thanks All for right. being here, Adrian. All right, guys. Awesome. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening.